Welcome to another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean of SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com and this is part three of the Yoga of Sound series. Exploring inner sound meditation, sound mysticism, in the great world religions, scriptures, spiritual classics, and schools of spirituality or mystics, east and west, north and south. Part 1 explored briefly the Baha'i faith and for the most part delved into the world of Buddhism. Part 2 explored the Judeo-Christian tradition of the West and shared a passage or two from the Corpus Hermeticum as well and shared about the sound mysticism of the Gnostics and Christian mystics. During Part 3 today, Sufism, Jainism, the Sikh religion, and Kabir Panth. Welcome to the Yoga of Sound, Part 3. Hearing the music of the spheres or the sound current in Sufi mysticism. A sound is vibrating in the whole of creation. When you open your inner ear, you will hear a continuous sound, which will lead you across all limitations of mind and matter. My beloved is speaking to you all the time. Alas, you do not hear his voice, said a Sufi saint by the name of Shah Nayez, also from Shah Nayez. The whole world is reverberating with sound. To listen to it, thou must unseal thine inner ears, then shalt thou hear an unending music, and that shall lead thee beyond the confines of death. The Mysticism of Sound by Hazrat Anayat Khan is an amazing spiritual classic, a book presenting the Sufi teachings on inner sound. Sufism is the mystical or Gnostic branch of Islam, some say it actually predates Islam. Not sure what they mean by that. Other than there are no doubt some Christian mystical, Gnostic, Hermetic, and Platonic influences on Sufi mysticism, I, I would imagine. Many feel that way. And that, of course, would predate Muhammad, Rabi of Basra, and Sufism as it's defined today, at least. Hazrat Khan has a wonderful book called The Mysticism of Sound. The Mysticism of Sound is a real treasure trove all about the Sufi take on inner sound meditation, an audible life stream, a sound beyond the silence, a sound current which makes it possible for the soul to transcend mind and body. He says abstract sound is called... Sati Sarmad by the Sufis. All space is filled with it. The vibrations of this sound are too fine to be either audible or visible to the material eyes or ears, since it is even difficult for the eyes to see the form and color of the ethereal vibrations on the external plane. It was this Sati Sarmad, the sound of the abstract plane, which Muhammad heard in the cave when he became lost in his divine ideal. The Quran refers to this sound in the words, Be, and all became. 
Moses heard this very sound on Mount Sinai when in communion with God, and the same word was audible to Christ when absorbed in his heavenly Father in the wilderness. Shiva heard this same anhad nada, or unstruck sound, during his samadhi, or deep meditation, in the cave of the Himalayas. The flute of Krishna is symbolic of the same sound. This sound is the source of all the revelation to the masters, to whom it is revealed from within. It is because of this that they know and teach one and the same truth. The Sufi Message Series, Volume 2, The Mysticism of Sound by Hazrat Inayat Khan on abstract sound. And there's more, of course, in that book, some great chapters in that book about the music of the spheres, the divine sound, and a kind of universal mysticism is the way he presents it in that book. The person who is in tune with the universe becomes like a radio receiver through which the voice of the universe is transmitted, said Hazrat Khan. This is Julian P. Johnson from his spiritual classic, Path of the Masters. Johnson was a fan of Hazrat Khan and actually quoted quite a bit of the mysticism of sound in his book. Julian Johnson, this creative current filling all space may be likened to the electromagnetic waves of the radio. More from Path of the Masters by Julian P. Johnson. The great creative current flows outwards and downwards to create, govern, and sustain all regions. It passes out from this region somewhat like the radio emanations going forth from a great broadcasting station. It is the audible life stream, the most important factor in the system of the masters. This stream permeates the entire system of universes. A thing of great importance to us is that the music of this ever-flowing current, the stream of life, can be heard by a real master and also by his students who have advanced even a little on the path. Julian P. Johnson, Path of the Masters. A great book. A book that's online at archive.org, by the way, for anyone who wants to delve into that wonderful book by Julian Johnson. The subject of Shab, the inner sound, the mystic music of the Creator is such that we cannot do justice to it by discursive reasoning. All that can be said is that Shabd implies the power of God that has created and is sustaining the various grand divisions, divisions and subdivisions of the vast creation. It is a current from the ocean of consciousness and is characterized by sound vibration, or in other words, it is a live and active principle which, emanating from God, is enlivening all creation. It is the instrument with which God creates, controls, and sustains his vast universe. It acts as a lifeline between the Creator and his creation and serves as a golden bridge between the two. 
the divine currents, like the ethereal waves of a radio, are spread out in the atmosphere in all directions of the compass, giving out detectable strains of music. We, however, cannot catch the ethereal vibrations and listen to the divine melody until we get in tune with the infinite by adjusting our mental apparatus. Therefore, we become etherealized more and more. As we come in tune with the heavenly music, Shabd is the connecting link between God and man. That's a passage from Sant Kripal Singh. His writings are found at the Ruhani Satsang USA website online and have a lot to offer about sound meditation. The vibrations of this sound are too fine to be either audible or visible to the material eyes or ears, says Hazrat Anayat Khan. Yet, as the masters and mystics often point out, there is another kind of hearing and another kind of seeing. The eyes and ears of the soul, the spiritual senses, can be developed. There is light coming from beyond the darkness, and there is music coming from beyond the silence. For those who have ears to hear, those who desire to meditate and discover the wonders of inner space for themselves. This is from Hazrat Sultan Bahu, a great Sufi poet mystic from one of the many orders of Sufism. My master has taught me a lesson. It repeats itself without me repeating it. When I plug my ears with my fingers, without learning I hear its melodies. My eyes are longing for a glimpse of him. Without seeing I see his radiant face. In every heart abides the beloved Obahu. In countless forms he reveals himself to me. Rumi once said, Rise above thy mental horizon, O brave soul, and listen to the call of music coming from above. Bring the sky beneath your feet and listen to celestial music everywhere. Also from Rumi. Inner sound meditation or Nada Yoga in Jainism, Sikhism, and Kabir Panth. Jainism, Lord Mahavira, and Inner Sound Meditation. This is from one of the sutras of Jainism. O ascetic, meditate on the cosmic sound of Om, because it is like rain for extinguishing the fire of suffering, and it is also like a lamp which illuminates the subtle essence of the sacred teachings. It is the governance of good deeds. Close both ears with your hands and listen to the inner sounds. Also from a Jainist Sutra. In the divine sound of God, or Bhagwan, all the mysteries are revealed, said one teacher of Jainism. What does one hear with these ears? It is a sweet sound. Closing my eyes, 
as if I were united with God, I was away from this world. Only my peace incarnate and dispassionate Lord Mahavira and I existed. Ego and worldly concerns had vanished in the state of complete tranquility. Another Sutra of Jainism. Jainism doesn't get much press. Even Houston Smith in his book on comparative religion doesn't really dedicate a separate chapter to Jainism. There is a wonderful book called The Harmony of All Religions by Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj, which has a wonderful chapter on Jainism, as well as Buddhism and Islam and the Sikh tradition and the Sants of India and so forth. His chapter on Jainism is quite amazing and includes about the sound mysticism of Jainism. I have a copy of it in my website. Click on the library tab of my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com, and scroll down a little ways and you may notice The Harmony of All Religions, which is a book you can explore all about this in detail. The unstruck melody of the sound current are anhad shabd. In the Sikh scriptures, the Sikh scriptures, or Adi Granth, sometimes called the Sri Guru Granth Sahib, the Sikh scriptures of India, Guru Nanak and the other Sikh gurus, Gobind Singh, Arjun Dev, and so on. Within me rings the unstruck melody of the Lord's flute. Yea, he in whose presence one's mind is attuned to the sound of the inner music. Seated in my higher mind, I live in communion with God, and within me rings ever the unstruck music of bliss. He the Lord is immersed in the unstruck melody of the Word. He our God is the King of the whole universe, and there in his presence rings the unstruck melody of bliss. The Lord's name has no form and it becomes manifest through the Immaculate Lord as the unstruck melody. In the cave of equipoise do I now have my seat, and the luminous self of God has burst into me as the unstruck melody. At the tenth door rings the unstruck melody. The Lord echoes thus in every heart various passages from the Sikh scriptures. They're referring to the fact that the divine Shabda or Shabad, the sound current or Anhad Shab, the unstruck melody, is within every human being, whether they happen to notice it or not. It's within everyone. More from the Sikh scriptures of India. Now I've closed all the nine doors of the senses, and at the tenth door, or third eye, now rings the unstruck melody. The third eye is also the third ear, one might say. The mind is filled with the divine music of the spheres. The Lord placed the soul in the body's cave, 
and the breath held the music of life. He made each body with nine gates, referring to the senses, with the tenth gate remaining well hid, and the tenth door was open to him who truly loved the Guru's wisdom. And there lives the Lord in his multiple forms, as well as the nine treasures of the name. His limit cannot be found. Says Nanak, the Lord is placed in the soul, in the body's cave, and the breath held the music of life. Listen to this song of bliss, you blessed ones, and all your heart's longings shall be fulfilled. You will reach the transcendent Lord, and your sorrows will depart. All afflictions and sorrows are destroyed at the sound of the true word. And, my friends, the saints were in ecstasy when the perfect Guru revealed it. Those who speak and those who listen are pure, and they see the all-pervading Lord everywhere. Nanak prays, Attaching to the feet of the Master, the mind is filled with the divine music of the spheres. A passage from Guru Amar Das. In the Adi Granth, sometimes referred to as the Sri Guru Granth Sahib, the Sikh scriptures of India. The nine gates referred to are the nine visible orifices of the body. The tenth gate, the tenth or hidden gate of the body, is referring to the third eye. In essence, it is the portal to the inner realms. The third eye is the gateway, is the door to the world of seeing and hearing within, the kingdom of heaven within you, the inner space inside. The third eye is, in essence, the portal to the inner heavenly realms. The Upanishads describe a human being as a city with ten gates. Nine gates refer to outward senses, lead to the outside world, of course. The tenth gate, the third eye, opens onto inner worlds, the whole spectrum of levels of consciousness. I always like parallels between astronomy and mysticism. In astronomy, one takes the cover off the lens of the telescope when conditions are right. One chooses to stare at the sky when it's clear and dark without a lot of light pollution around, so you have a great view of the sky. You focus. Focusing is everything. You focus on a star. The telescope can't be moving around due to some vibrations or wind. It must be a very steady, concentrated focus in order for the light to not be blurred, but to be very sharp and clear so you can truly see as far as you can. So too in meditation, when we sit to meditate, we find a time of day when we're not going to be disturbed, when it's dark, where it's quiet, dimly lit, and we focus our attention. Focus is everything. And if we focus 
successfully, we will access the third eye center, which is also the third ear or spiritual hearing as well as spiritual seeing. And when we focus our entire being into the third eye, withdrawing from the outside world and concentrating at a single point, then we discover that there is inner space, inner suns, moons, stars, and melodies, whole universes within. The kingdom of the heavens are within you. The body contains the macrocosm of the microcosm. You know, within the body is everything. There are portals to all of the heavenly realms. The macrocosm is in the microcosm. (laughs) The microcosm is in the macrocosm. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. More on the yoga of sound after these messages. Spiritual Awakening Radio streams live every week at this time on HealthyLife.net, the positive talk radio network, and soon thereafter becomes a podcast available to stream or download on demand. My name is James Bean. My website is found at this address, SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. During this segment, the Prakashmani Gita on Surat Yoga Sadhana or meditation practice in the Kabir Panth, the spiritual path of Kabir. Somewhat related to my earlier quotes from the Sri Guru Granth Sahib, like Guru Nanak, Kabir was a great saint in the history of India. Kabir and Nanak were, to some degree, contemporaries. The Prakashmani Gita is authored by Sri Huzur Prakash Mani Nam Sahib, who was Prakash Mani. Prakash Mani was a great scholar of spirituality and was the first Acharya or head master in the lineage of Kabir, the Dharamdas Kabir Panth, who wrote several great literatures since the first disciple Sant Dharamdas. Just pausing for a moment here. I think what this is saying, actually, and it's pretty significant, is that all of those earlier gurus before Prakash Mani wrote under the name Kabir. There are so many books attributed to Kabir, more than any one person could possibly have authored. So I think like uh, with the Corpus Hermeticum, books of Enoch, the three authors of the book of Isaiah, and so on. I think there is that same tradition going on in Kabir literature, where you have many different gurus writing after the time of Kabir under the pen name Kabir. There's so much of that literature which has Kabir and Dharam Das in a dialogue, kind of a catechism or Q&A session between Dharam Das and Kabir. I think this is what they did for many generations until the time of Prakash Mani, 
and his Prakash Mani Gita. Some samples from this text. The word or Shabda is Guru and it removes worldly bondage and confers liberation or Jiva Mukti quickly. It breaks the bondage of worldly existence. The word will support all devotees who follow the Master's teachings and obtain eternal life. The Satguru or Living Master imparts knowledge of Surat Shabd Yoga, the yoga of inner light and sound, and control of the mind and senses. When mind and senses are controlled, we glimpse the essence of everything. Devotee asks a question here. O Satguru, ocean of compassion, please explain to me the significance of Nijnam, by which the Sarshab, the essence of the sound or word, can manifest in my heart. Satguru, the reply from the Master. Nijnam is that which enlightens a person. It is for the welfare of the soul. It is also called Sarnam and Adinam. It is the means by which the soul obtains liberation. Though there are many names, one does not obtain salvation through them. But when one meditates on Nijnam and realizes it in the depth of his heart, he is assured of liberation. What is Nijnam? Nij means the self or Atma, the soul. Nam is the reality of the self. Atma is Sat, which means eternal existence. Sat also has the attribute of making the devotee realize his own form, quote-unquote, i.e. to know himself. Therefore, those who want liberation, or Jiva Mukti, must rely on Sat Nam, the true name. The Sat Shabda, eternal word, appears by reciting the name over and over, and when combined with meditation, the word becomes steadfast in his heart. Some commentary. By the repetition of the sacred name given by the Master at the time of one's initiation, this opens one up to another kind of name, a greater kind of name beyond earthly language, beyond the realm of thought and form. That eternal name, or true name, or satnam, is the sound, is the shabda. So step number one, the first technique of Surat Shabd Yoga, is the repetition of names, sacred names, names of God. And this prepares the way the way of hearing, the way of hearing the nameless name, the nameless God in the form of eternal sound. More from the Prakashmani Gita. With the recitation of the name, the mind of the devotee becomes pure. It then becomes easy for the mind to concentrate on Sat Purush or God and merge into the ocean of God consciousness or Shabda. Just as the drop of water merges in the ocean, in the same way the consciousness which 
originated from the Shabda or word merges into the Shabda again. When you take a drop out of the ocean, the drop is not the ocean, but has the same qualities as the water of the ocean. The drop by itself is a very small quantity, but when it merges into the ocean, it becomes the ocean. In the same way, the soul feels separated from God and limited in power, but when it merges into God, it becomes one with God, as there is then no separation. Devotion to the Word is the stairway and the destination to the immortal residence. To obtain it, devotion to the Word is the proper way. The soul focuses on the sound and it becomes a highway, a means for consciousness to reunite with the source of the sound. And that, in essence, is the meaning of Surat Shabd Yoga. From a fascinating booklet called the Prakash Mani Gita. More on this after the break. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more coming up. sound, inner sound mysticism and meditation in the great world religions. Today's program is part three, exploring Sufism, Jainism, Sikhism, and the Kabir Panth. Merging with the divine sound, returning back to the source of the sound, the point of origin, a kind of theosis or divinization by becoming one with the sound of God, one becomes God, one merges back into the divine through the path of inner sound, meditation, called by some Surat Shabd Yoga. Reviewing a couple of points from earlier, Sufism predating the Prophet Muhammad and Islam. I was thinking during one of the breaks that another meaning could be not only was Sufism influenced by Neoplatonism, Christian mystics, Gnosticism, Hermetic philosophies, and so on. Another possible meaning to that is the perennial universalist philosophy of the ages that prior to Islam, there were other prophets. Islam recognizes Abraham and Enoch and all kinds of prophets that pre-existed. And it is true that um, there are several Middle Eastern religions, uh, the Mandaeans of Iraq as well, that have that same sort of universal, universal mysticism or perennial philosophy of the ages approach citing the teachings of Abraham, Enoch, and others in the past as being the embodiment of the mystical tradition in earlier centuries. So that could also be in in uh, the world of Islam. This could apply to Islam as well, and Sufism, 
a Sufi mysticism existing prior to Islam. Uh, most definitely mysticism, meditation, contemplative life is something practiced by many in antiquity, many generations back into recorded and pre-recorded history. And more on those gurus who wrote under the pen name Kabir. After the time of Kabir and his disciple Sant Dharamdas, there are many gurus, but we don't really have writings that are attributed to them like we do for the Sikh gurus, Arjun Dev, Guru Nanak, Guru Gobind Singh. Everything is Kabir says, says Kabir, says Kabir, Kabir says. And so that is my belief that after the time of Sant Dharamdas in the Dharamdas branch of Kabir Panth, that all gurus who wrote, apparently, wrote under the name Kabir. Just thought I'd throw out those footnotes to clarify earlier uh, statements uh, in the program. The Prakash Mani Gita of the Sant Dramdas Kabir Panth is where we left off. More passages from Prakash Mani Sahib of the Kabir Dharmdas path of India. That eternal sound is in everyone but dormant. One has to awaken it with love, devotion, recitation of the name, and meditation. That sound is unceasing and unfathomable and is full of bliss. The eternal truth or sat, the eternal word, is hidden in every being. Without the master, without the satguru, the living teacher, it does not become known. The Satguru imparts knowledge of Surat Shabd Yoga, the attention faculty of the soul becoming yoked to or in union with the Shabad, the divine sound, and control of the mind and senses. When both are controlled, we glimpse the essence of everything. Thus we bow down to him that reveals this essence. The Satguru came into the world to remove bondage from souls. Those who had positive and good thoughts and pure hearts came close to him. He showered his grace on them and freed them from the worldly bondage. Whenever the devotees called for him, he appeared and with the power of the word or sound, alleviated their suffering and taught them the essence of all knowledge. We need to take refuge in the Satguru, who is the manifestation of the word a passage from the Prakash Mani Gita authored by Sant Prakash Mani Sahib of the Kabir line of masters and as I read this paragraph from Prakash Mani it sounds so Buddhist doesn't it you know the compassionate one finding soul suffering in this world of samsara hears their cries and comes to alleviate their suffering to alleviate to alleviate their suffering and pain and free them from earthly bondage. It sounds so, so Buddhist as I read those words from Prakashmani Sahib. Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, also in the Kabir tradition of the Sants of India. Light and sound arise from the primal Shabd or Shabda. Let one make one's attention one pointed 
and let the surat, the attention faculty of the soul, catch the sound current with rapt attention. This is the way to rise to the primal shabd. One should fix one's attention at that point where the sun and the moon meet at the eye center. One will find a resounding melody emanating from the primal word or shabd. One should merge oneself into the melody. There the thousand-petaled lotus blossoms. Although the primal source is above the lotus, there arises a unique fragrance from the thousand-petaled lotus, enjoying which the souls are thrilled with great delight. A passage from Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar district, India, one of my favorite saints of India, who was very much in the lineage of Guru Kabir and Dharmdas, someone who quoted the Anurag Sagar, Kabir's Ocean of Love, and other spiritual classics, authored by some of those gurus of the Kabir line, writing under the pen name Kabir. After the break, the law of attention. Attention is everything, and there is much wisdom to be shared about the attention faculty of the soul and how it's possible to merge into the divine sound. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening coming up. Bumper and background music is provided to this program by Maine musician Paul Alexander John, who plays the Indian Bansuri bamboo flute, collaborating with other musicians on tambura and tablas. Today's program is part three in the Yoga of Sound series, exploring sound mysticism and meditation for out-of-body travel in the world religions spiritual classics, sacred texts, and in the various schools of spirituality. During part one, I touched upon briefly the Australian Aborigines, Native Americans, you know, the Song of the Creator and Song Lines, mainly Buddhism, also a couple of passages from the Baha'i Faith. Part two was about sound mysticism in the Judeo-Christian and Gnostic traditions. Today, my focus is Sufism the Sikh tradition, Jainism, and Kabir Panth. And if I have time today, I'll delve into the teachings of Edward Salam Michael. From the Prakashmani Gita of the Kabir Panth, For meditation, the devotee has to observe the rules of yama and niyama. These are ethical ahimsa behaviors, good conduct in thought, word, and deed. Prakashmani. He also has to sit in a proper and comfortable posture for a certain length of time. The Sahaj Asana, or easy posture, is practical and should be perfected by regular practice. The Yamas are non-violence, truthfulness, non-stealing, non-hoarding of possessions, and control of all the senses and passions. 
The niyamas are cleanliness of mind and body, contentment, austerity, study of scriptures, and intense desire for God-realization. The devotee must control his mind, then meditate on the word. This is called Surati Dharana or Surati Shabda Dharana, which means to control the mind with the anhad nad, the unstruck melody, or the internal mystical sound current. This is the way for the beginner to get control of the mind. When the mind is fixed on the word, the inner sound, and does not waver from it, then it comes under proper control. After control of the mind, the devotee has to meditate. In meditation, the meditator realizes oneness with the object of meditation. Meditation is just like pouring honey from a bottle. The stickiness of the honey makes every drop stick to the others. In the same way, the thought waves maintain a continuous flow towards a single object. And that is a great explanation of the process of meditation and becoming one with the sound leading to union with the Supreme Soul or Supreme Being according to the teachings of Prakash Mani Sahib in his Gita or Kabir Panth scripture. I next turn attention to a very important book called The Law of Attention, Nada Yoga and the Way of Inner Vigilance. The author is the late Edward Salim Michael, a sound mystic who has a lot of insight in his wonderful book on Nada Yoga. Nada is another term like Shabda, meaning the unstruck melody, the singing bowl that never has to be hit but just reverberates forever in the ethereal realms. The unhit bell, the unstruck melody, the unstruck sound, not caused by any human musician, very much embodied in images like the celestial Krishna playing his flute or the Celtic Christ playing a harp, the divine musician echoing throughout eternity. Edward Salim Michael, when using this mystical sound as the basic support for his meditation, the seeker should also be very alert and attentive as to where the subtler aspect of this sound is drawing him within himself. I think I'll read that sentence again. When using this mystical sound as the basic support for his meditation, the seeker should also be very alert and attentive as to where the subtler aspects of this sound are drawing him within himself. He will thus, little by little, gravitate to ever finer states of consciousness and will start to sense an out-of-the-ordinary inner continuity of being that is beyond description and that is impossible for him to experience in his habitual state. As his meditation deepens, it will bring with it a most subtle, transparent, and luminous consciousness that he will finally become immersed in and one with. He will no longer sense himself in the same way he did in the past. He will become mysteriously transformed into an unchanging, 
spectator, plunged in the vast silence of an eternal cosmic nowness. The practitioner should look upon this nada, this mystic sound, as a divine grace and rare opportunity, always turning to it with the utmost respect, revering it as the treasured means that can make his deliverance possible. When meditating with this nada, inner mystic sound, it is essential that the practitioner always seek and follow the particular aspect of it that is most subtle and ultra in pitch, as well as in brilliance. Even when the sound becomes very shrill and loud in moments of deep concentration, he or she must not be tempted to be satisfied with it merely because it is sharp and resonant. He should relentlessly attempt to rise further and further into ever more subtle spheres of its mysterious, invisible kingdom. Edward Salim Michael, The Law of Attention, Nada Yoga, and The Way of Inner Vigilance. On next week's program, more about the mysteries of the eternal sound. My name is James Bean. Say hello. Request links to various books I've referred to here today. Path of the Masters, The Mysticism of Sound, Prakash Mani Gita, a transcript on the yoga of sound that I'm using for all of these programs. Send an email to this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com, or a text message to this number, 508 603-9381. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me today on Spiritual Awakening. Mm-hmm.